report, y'all. So we're having an emergency podcast. It's um, technically an emergency emergency room podcast. Um, we have some news. Um, last week's guest, Dr. Uh, J. Michael Burton, had an incident on Friday. I want the listeners to rest assured that uh, Dr. Burton is doing fine. He's alive and well and um, as full of crap as ever. He is um, back at work. Uh, he had a small health scare. Um, but it, it gives us an opportunity to take a deep dive into the timeline of this case, um, which we're doing here uh, during our work day um, on Monday, uh, now that we've had three days to digest what has happened and how close we were um, to the edge of chaos. Um, Mackie? Yes, sir. I was uh, not planning to have you back on the podcast uh, this soon. I, I was planning on having you back. You were a big hit with the listeners. On it the wasn't. I wasn't back by popular demand. Well, actually, you know, um, you you were. Uh, most of the comments I've gotten from the listeners have uh, said that they loved you and that they're hoping that you <laughs> they're hoping that you do another podcast soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they understood that it's my podcast and you were my guest. But oh, it, it's well, still, that's okay. I mean, it, it was a good yeah. it was a good interview. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we do emergency podcasts um, when things arise that we need to discuss, you know, geopolitical events, uh, major sporting events or um, happenings, or, you know, health scares by old people. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> can you um, take me through what you were doing uh, last Friday morning? Okay. Okay. Last Friday morning, uh, I mean, this was already planned, one of my partners asked me to help do a thyroid lobectomy, which I really enjoy doing, as you know. So we, it was, we go to tumor board, and, and about 9.30 start the case, and uh, we get the lobe out. Everything went good, and she asked me to close the deep cervical fashion. I closed that. Now, was, is it usual for Dr. Phillips to boss you around like this? Uh, everybody bosses me around. So Dr. Phillips bossed you around yeah, and told you, Mikey, close yeah, the wound. Yeah, she said, go ahead and close. So uh, I just do what people tell me, uh, uh, as long as it's ethical. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I was closing up a tisma with interrupted sutures, and I started getting dizzy. Now, now when you say closing the platysma, mm-hmm. was it a particularly bloody platysma, no. which is the the superficial muscle underneath yeah. the skin, correct? Yeah, right. So it was just a basic throwing some stitches yeah. in closure. Yeah. No. Wasn't anything, you didn't see a lot of blood. No, no. Nothing. Was nothing, no no, no infection. And I'm kind of used to seeing blood. Right. Know, and it, it didn't I, smell. I, no. It was nothing. just a normal wound. Just a normal wound. And you've closed how many of these in your lifetime? Uh, a thousand? Probably. You know, a lot of them. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not, I'm not, it wasn't certainly one of my first rodeo. We're just trying to just trying to paint a picture. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah, the, the yeah. Listeners. I mean, I've been doing these for forty years, so. But anyway, uh, so I was closing, and and I noticed that uh, I was a little bit dizzy, and I started kind of feeling like I was in Bizarro Land. Really? Yeah. Like and, up uh, is down kind yeah, of situation. Just, just kind of you know just just I said Mary, I said I, I've got I, I need to sit down. And so, so then you sat down. I sat down. They pulled a stool up and sat down, and I, I noticed I was sweating profusely. Now, um, have you been sweating a lot lately? 
Because <laughs> you said something to me during this incident, um, not to spoil everything, but you had stopped wearing undershirts in the OR yeah. underneath your scrubs. Yeah. Because you had been sweating so much. Yeah. Or I, you were feeling I did sweat. I did sweat on a case. Uh, you need to take that? No. I don't know who it is. Okay, so um, I, I, I let's, was, let's start over on that one because okay. of the, the okay. interruption there. I'll I, edit that out. I was... Um, you, I said you had stopped wearing T-shirts yeah, under your scrubs. I had a case last, uh, like on Monday or something, that I had, or sometime, maybe it's last week or something, that I was sweating some on the case. I don't normally, I mean... You're not a big sweaty no, guy. No, I'm not a big sweater. I mean, I sweat when I exercise, but I don't... Now, you're in pretty good shape, though. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, physically fit. Like, you're 90% muscle? Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, probably. Body fat about (laughs) 2.1%? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, no, I mean, I run. I have a resting pulse rate at 50. um, Show off. uh, So, I'm, you know, pretty 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 good shape. Ride horses and chase cows and stuff. And um, But, anyway, so I I sat down, and I felt dizzy, and I was sweating, and I noticed that the nurse anesthetist was had come around and was kind of holding on to me and kind of helped taking my gown off. And, uh, but I thought it was going to be okay. And then boom, I don't remember anything. So, um, so you think you may have lost consciousness? I think I lost consciousness. Now, yes. now before you lost consciousness, did you, um, perhaps call out for anyone? <laughs> like for you, you mean? Uh, and just anyone in general. I, I, I don't think so. Now, um, I should have called out for now, you. Now, normally in this situation, if you were um, going to pass out uh, and you felt weak, would you call for your surgical son? <laughs> yes, I would. I said. So, so you're saying that you may have called out for yes, your surgical son? Yes, I probably I may have. But you're not sure because <laughs> you don't remember. No, I don't remember. But I'm sure if if I called out for somebody, I'm sure it would have been my surgical son. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you called out for your surgical son and then blackness. Yeah. Is that safe to yeah. say that's how it happened? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'd say that's the way it happened. Okay. First, we're going to talk with Mary Webb, who is a surgical technologist in the operating room who was intimately involved in this case. What was your involvement in this case, Mary? Well, the nurse in room two came out and said that she needed a wheelchair. So I took a anesthesia chair there and let him sit down now now you were not working at the time i was in between cases so you were in the hallway milling around well actually to be um correct i was in the break room that's (laughs) huh (laughs) nothing new so you were in the break room and the nurse came out and asked for a wheelchair yes so your idea was to bring a what now an anesthesia chair. An anesthesia, which is like a rolling office chair. So, well, I mean, a wheelchair rolls too, so. So it's it's, it's a chair on wheels, but not like. Anyways, <laughs> somebody already had a wheelchair, so me and Shane transported Doctor Burton to the wheelchair. From, was he on the floor? Stool. Oh, no, he was he on was a, stool. a stool. Um, and you and helped then, you you helped save his life. Well, I helped move him. Yeah. So and, he had already passed out. He wasn't passed out. No. So he, no. he had already felt faint. Yeah. And had sat down. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting down in a stool. And then you moved him to the wheelchair with the help of Shane Kaiser, PA. Yeah. So basically, Shane moved him. And I just held his legs. Held the feet. Yeah. That's a good move. Well. Sometimes I do that with the patients after surgery. <laughs> 
Makes you feel like you did something. Okay. I'll hold this big toe. So um, at this point, what color would you say Dr. Burton's face was? Uh, he was, I mean, he was just really pale. So pale, like white gray, maybe? Yeah. So he was like mm-hmm. a white gray color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not his, you know, usual dark tan muscular features. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was less muscular than normal. Yeah. It's like it just vanished. And then we transport him to pack you. Mm-hmm. No, that's the recovery room. Mm-hmm. And how did you transport him there? With wheelchair. And, and what was his condition when you started transporting him? He was pet. Like, he just wasn't... He was unconscious. Spe- yeah. So he just went out like a light? Mm-hmm. You would say he he went down like a ton of bricks? Not a ton of bricks. He's far heavier than bricks. Um, Tell me, how did you feel like he went out? I don't know. Okay. He, All right. That's okay. You don't have like to. Like a big man falling down. Have you ever experienced this? It was my huh? first time. It was hard to explain. Okay. Now, um, you've worked in the OR for a number of years now. Yeah, five years. And have you ever seen anyone pass out in a case before? Mm, a medical student. Have you ever you know, seen no, Have you ever seen anyone go out like a light bulb in the OR before? Not quite like Dr. Burton. Have you ever seen an attending provider faint in an OR? Absolutely not. Have you ever seen a young person faint in the OR? Yes. Have you ever seen an old person faint in the OR? Well, I mean, other than Friday, no. Have you ever seen a, a surgeon pass out in the OR? No. Have you ever heard of a surgeon pass out in the OR? No. Would you say that the experience level of Dr. Burton would preclude him from passing out in the OR on a usual day. Absolutely. Have you have did it make you worried that an experienced person such as Dr. Burton That's what out? I was more concerned about. I mean, this man knows to eat before surgery like it's not his first rodeo. Right. Um when he passed out, uh did he call out for anyone? No, if you're asking if he called out for you, absolutely not. Did did he call he out did for? Not. <laughs> let's let me let me ask this a different way. Did he call out for perhaps a surgical son? No. Did he mm-hmm. call out for anyone? No. Did he, he say my name? Said Dr. Paluski. Oh shit. Did <laughs> Did he say get Jacob? Did he say get my surgical son? Mm. No, there were no words spoken by Dr. Burton. Now Despite the fact that you, you say he didn't call out for his surgical I'm son. I'm sure that's what he was you, thinking. You placed a phone call immediately. Yeah, because you weren't in your office, so. And who, who did you call? I had to call you. And when you called me, were you out of breath? I had uh, a little bit of a cold that day. You were audibly shaken. <laughs> Now, were you nervous that I was going to be upset because it took so long for you to call me? Oh, no, I wasn't worried about you Were you, you just all. out of breath from having to move this large man? Yeah, he is a big man. And you, you were out of breath from having to wheel his legs mm-hmm. to the recovery room. Well, I was more out of breath because I just witnessed Brandy rip his shirt off. Now, now she says that she cut his shirt off. It was a start cut because she couldn't get through that first scene. And then it and was then a rip. And then it was a rip. Like, I'm, did it seem a bit excessive? Well, you know, I'm sure Dr. Burton wasn't opposed. But that really got me winded. Him with no shirt on. Yeah. It was. Wow. <laughs> uh, I hope Linda's not listening. <laughs> so Dr. Burton without his shirt on was a sight to behold. 
Mm-hmm. So the rumors are true. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Were you scared? Yes. What to see you? Dr. Burton in that shape. We're now going to talk to some of the physicians involved in Dr. Burton's case. Uh, we're talking with Sam, who is our um, surgical resident on the service this week. Uh, Sam, we're talking about the incident on Friday with Dr. Burton. Oh. Um, you, uh, you were involved in some way, is that correct? Uh, I was, yeah. Now, what, what was your involvement in this uh, situation? I, w- I was in another room. And so you weren't actually in the room when Dr. Burton passed out? Correct. Now, when he hit the floor like a ton of bricks, you didn't hear it? Uh, no, you know, I could felt, you Could I, you feel the shockwaves? I felt waves? the hospital might have shaken a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I think we all were shaken to our core. So, so um, Dr. Winkler uh, tells me that you placed a phone call. I did. And you called her. I did. I was now, concerned that someone needed to be with him other than... You, you thought he needed someone with him. He did. Now, how did you find out about the incident? Uh, they called a rapid response to uh, an OR, which is a little odd. I was in uh, OR3, and they called it the OR2, and I knew that uh, Dr. Burton and Dr. Phillips were in there. And so I thought, well, I better go make sure that they don't need anything. Okay. So then you ran into the room? I did. And when you got there, what did you see? Um, a patient and a medical student and a scrub tech Okay. and an anesthesiologist. Mm-hmm. And, and no surgeons. No surgeons. No. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dr. Burton had already been moved to the recovery room, is he that had. correct? Okay. So you didn't witness any of that? I didn't. Mm-hmm. When you got to the recovery room, mm-hmm. um, what did you see there? A lot of people. Mm-hmm. What was Dr. Burton's state at that point? Uh, he uh, was actually uh, telling jokes and uh, trying to get people to calm down. Okay. Did he? Uh, what, what was his state of dress at the moment? Um, if I remember correctly, he was uh, shirtless, but he still had his uh, his sweater on. You're talking about his chest hair. I, I was. Yeah. Okay, great. That's a good. That's a good one. So he had his shirt uh, cut open, ripped open, taken off. What do you think? I don't know, but uh, there were a lot of women in the room. It could have been ripped open. I mean, you think it you know? was ripped open? Yeah. Okay. What color do you think his skin was at the time? Gray. Um, did, uh, was he calling out for anyone in particular? No, he was just reiterating that he felt better. So he wasn't calling out for anyone by name? No, not that I heard. Did he call out for anyone by name? No. Did he call out for a surgical son by any chance? Mm. I don't recall. I don't did recall. he, did he call out for his surgical son? No. Are you sure you did not hear him call out for his sur- for a surgical son? I, I didn't hear it. I wasn't there very long, but I did not hear it. So it could have happened. It could have. Yeah, it definitely could okay. have. Now, when you called Dr. Winkler, um, first off, why did you choose to call Dr. Winkler of all the people you could have called? Well, I actually tried to call Dr. Lynch because uh, he was on call for the service. and so I figured, Did you think he needed an appendectomy? Uh, no, I didn't. I did not. Okay. I, uh, I just thought, you know, he needed a friend. You thought he needed a friend? He did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you thought Dr. Lynch would be your first call? It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you called Dr. Winkler? I did. Mm-hmm. And um, and when you called Dr. Winkler, what exactly did you say to her? Um, I said, hey, Dr. Winkler. Um, actually, I didn't. I called her Katrina because I call her Katrina. Right. So and you said? I said, I said, hey, Katrina, uh, it's Sam. Uh, Dr. Burton just uh, collapsed in the operating room. And uh, I'm told by others that uh, we're concerned he had a heart attack. And uh, I think somebody needs to come over here if anyone's available. And, and what did she say to that? Uh, she said, oh, my God, in a shaken voice, 
like concerned. Yes, very concerned. Okay. And then she said, okay, yeah, someone will be right over. I think we covered all the importance. Oh, okay. Um, have you ever seen anyone um, go out like this in an operating room? No. You've never seen anyone pass out in an operating room. I've seen some medical students hit the floor, but not like not like I hear this well, this went down. So you've you've never seen an attending surgeon. No, definitely never not. seen a grown ass man pass out in an OR. No, no, it it seems unbelievable actually. So a seasoned professional like Dr. Burton, you've never seen pass out. Absolutely not. Okay, so um, Dr. Winkler, um, when did you get involved in the uh, Dr. Burton situation? last Friday. So I was uh, sitting in clinic and my phone started ringing. It was one of our residents calling me. I think they call me, they call me a lot because I'm like a young attending. So I think they, they know me from residency and they'll talk to me a lot more. Um, so I didn't know what he was calling about and I was in the middle of clinic and answered my phone and all I heard was, oh my God, I think Dr. Burton's having a, a heart attack. He didn't say, hey, how you doing or anything. He just said, we need someone to come over right now. And I said, um, you need a, a, a surgeon? to come over for a heart attack. Uh, and then I realized what he said, that he said Dr. Burton had passed out in the OR uh, and fainted and that they had him in, um, in, the, in the PACU and the anesthesiologists were looking at him and going to take him down to the ER. So uh, I ran to the back of the clinic and uh, got you. Uh, and um, I was like actively telling two patients that they had cancer, so didn't walk over immediately, but um, it sounds like you went over right after that. And... Um when you heard it was Dr. Burton, you assumed it was, he was having a problem because he was old. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to say that. On is he going to hear this? He might. Oh well, um, no. He, uh, I assumed that it had to be bad because he has the um, the uh, finesse of an Olympic athlete, and for someone of his caliber to faint in the OR, it, it has to be bad. Okay. Um, now. Did the resident mention who Dr. Burton called out for as he passed out? Uh, he did not, and I, I've heard that rumor, and that is, I, I don't believe that's true. Did, did he call out for his surgical son, to your knowledge? I, I, I do not know. That did not happen. I don't believe so. Uh, I think, actually, I was the first person contacted. Now, um, when they told you about him, what color did they describe his face as being? Did they, did they mention a color yeah. of his face or his skin? They did not. Okay, and did you... Um, have you ever heard of anyone um, just going out like a light yeah. in the operating room? Uh, actually, I have. Uh, one of our interns last year at UK, um, she fainted into Dr. Sloan's parathyroid. Okay. Uh, face, plant, face planted. So, so, yes. so you have heard of someone going out like a light? Yes. You've heard of someone um, hitting the floor like a ton of bricks <laughs> yes. in the OR before? And that person, was that a... Was that person a, an experienced medical provider? No, it was an intern. To listen to. Have you ever heard of anyone besides an intern, med student, or nursing student hitting the ground in an OR? Um, uh, I have not. Now, now, you've closed a lot of wounds before. I have. At the end of a case, as you're putting stitches in skin, have you ever felt so ill from how difficult it was that you thought about sliding down to the floor in a in a heap. I, I have not. I've never fainted in the OR. Okay, that's not something that you would expect out of a seasoned provider. No, but I, you know, I think someone as athletic as Doctor Burton is, you you just really don't know. His heart's so big, you know, it's just so powerful. It, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. So after hearing from a few of the physicians involved in this case, I thought it would be best to take a minute to talk with 
two of the nurses involved in the care of Dr. Burton. First, we have Brandy Jackson, who is a recovery room nurse, and Melissa Haber, who is the nurse manager, both of whom were involved in this situation quite extensively. So um, now my understanding is that um, just to go over the timeline of events Mm -hmm. um, from what I've been able to piece together is that um, during closure of Dr. Phillips's case, the very end of the case, Mm -hmm. Dr. Burton had an episode Mm -hmm. where he um, felt faint Mm -hmm. and then passed out. Mm -hmm. And then at this point, uh, Melissa, when did you get involved? I got involved when I was coming down the hallway and I saw Randy Stevens going into the OR. And that's when I got involved because you know something was wrong when Randy's going back to the operating room. Okay. And when you did you go immediately back to the yes. operating room? And yes. what did you find when you got there? Uh, Dr. Burton was limp and someone was holding him up. Now, when you say he was limp, in what position was he on the floor? Was he. No, I think by this time they had gotten him in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair. Yes. Okay. And he was, you would say, passed out? Yes. You would say that he was out like a light. Yes. You would say that he passed out like you might expect a first-year medical student who sees a drop of blood. Would you say that? I was more concerned for him than I am the medical students (laughs) when they see blood and and pass out. And now the reason that you're more concerned is that due to the fact that he is um, so... um, masculine or because he is so what was the term that brandy used elderly would it be one of the two of those no i was more concerned because he's it's dr burton Mm -hmm. is it because he was so popular on last week's podcast yes last week's podcast definitely had more to do do with that's what it was yes okay so both of you would agree that the reason for his sudden spike in popularity um is not due to anything about him but the fact that he was a guest on the podcast for sure Okay. Um, so he was placed from the floor in an unconscious state into a wheelchair. Yes. And then what happened? Well, I ran to get a stretcher. Okay. And this is the ironic part of the situation. So I ran to get a stretcher, and I bring the stretcher here. Well, by the time I got the stretcher, they were willing him to pack you in the wheelchair. So they just moved him to the pack you in the wheelchair. With someone, I think Matt, so Mary you, was holding his legs. So you went to yeah. assist, yeah. but were not... Helpful. Not no, but okay, and then great. we got to the PACU and they didn't have a stretcher for him. <laughs> of course, but I mean, you yeah. would not expect in a recovery area to yeah. have a stretcher. Yeah, no. Right. Okay. So Brandy, now you were on duty in the PACU. Now the PACU for the uninitiated um, listeners is the post anesthesia care unit, or the recovery room, as most people like to call it. So you were working there. Now, did you have any idea that you were about to be surprised by Dr. Burton wheeling through in a wheelchair? No, I had heard that Dr. Burton was not feeling well. Now, had you heard that he passed out no, I just in a heard, heap on the floor like no, a med student? No, <laughs> I just heard that he was not feeling well in the operating room. Okay. I took it that he was just going to exit on his own. I did not know that he was going to be brought to me in a wheelchair. So you were surprised by the wheelchair? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait, did you know that the rapid response? Did they call the rapid response in the room or in the PACU? Randy called it out here at the desk. It seemed very quick from the time that a rapid response was called to the time that he come to the recovery room. So he 
was en route to en route. the recovery room <laughs> yes. when the rapid yes. response was yes. called. Yes. yes. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of time to comprehend what was going rapid. on. Yes. Okay. So you're saying your comprehension of the situation was fairly low. <laughs> At that point, yes, until he entered my doors. Okay. So then you immediately assessed the situation. Yes. Okay. Now tell me, what, what was the first thing going through your mind when you saw Dr. Burton's medical student limp body? My first concern was that he was going to fall out of the wheelchair because he was yes. so slumped down. Yes. Okay. Um, now he was unconscious, like out. As he come to the recovery room, he was awake. Because he clearly stated, I'm going to fall out of this chair. <laughs> oh. He does not remember that, but he did say that. So he was up. he was unconscious, regaining consciousness, mm-hmm. and concerned for his safety in yeah. the wheelchair. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. And um, what color, um, Brandy, uh, what color would you say his skin was when you saw him? A nice white to grayish color. No. <laughs> he was very gray. Very gray. Yes. White to grayish, very gray. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, aside from um, now, you nobody was there when neither of you were there when he actually passed out Mm-mm. in the room. Um, but there's been some rumors um, going around that he called out for someone, perhaps at the top of his lungs as he passed out. Did, have you heard any of this? I have not heard that. <laughs> you didn't hear that he called out for anyone. Did no. he? Did while he was in the operating room, did he ask for anyone in particular? <laughs> No, he did not. Did he call out for perhaps an um, someone by their title rather than their name? No, he did, did not request Dr. Perry's presence. <laughs> did he call out for his surgical son? No. Was that at any time did Dr. Burton call out for his surgical son? No. No. At any time did you think I should call Dr. Burton's surgical son? Yes. Yes, that was a that was a thought. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, he, in the, um, at, at some point between the time when he was put onto a stretcher in the PACU, vital signs were obtained. Mm-hmm. Something happened to his shirt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Melissa, do you know what happened to his shirt? Mm-hmm. They cut it. They cut it. Mm-hmm. Now, or ripped it. Did cut they cut it, it with scissors? Because normal protocol would be to, to remove someone's, you know, clothing. Didn't they cut it? Yes, we cut his shirt off. And with we, scissors? With scissors and got it yeah. off. And what? And got <laughs> the shirt off. So, and, and explain for the people who may not be, like my mom, who's not medical, why you would need to cut his shirt off. Well, in his state, he was pale, diaphoretic. Um, that means sweaty. <laughs> so he was pale and sweaty. And sweaty. Um, he had just passed out from what I was told. Um, like a med student. And we, yes, like a med student. And we were concerned that he was having a cardiac event. Mm-hmm. We needed to get the leads on his chest. These are EKG leads? EKG leads to okay. make sure that he was not having some kind of arrhythmia. Now, at this time, he's regaining consciousness. Yes, he is awake. But you didn't think you could ask him to take <laughs> his shirt off? Um, no, he was pretty weak. Um, and was unable to be move on his own at all. So you didn't think he could assist in taking his no, own clothes off? No, he definitely on. could not assist. Now, my understanding is that there were no scissors present in the PACU. Is that correct? No, we found scissors, and we cut his okay. shirt off. Because I, I was told that perhaps his shirt had been ripped off by well, someone 
Once like, we started cutting it, um, oh. a couple of us were able to make sure that it was removed so quickly. You, so you were able to tear his clothes right off of him. His shirt. You tore his shirt and right his off of him. And his surgical cap off. Just tore it right off. Yes. Like, like you in a fit... Perhaps you might no, describe it. I would call it an emergency situation. An emergency situation. But you now now tearing his shirt right, just tearing it off of him to expose his chest. Um he had a different version of the story. He said that perhaps you had been waiting for this. <laughs> I definitely had not been waiting. <laughs> For the opportunity to rip Dr. Burton's shirt off, especially in the concern that he was possibly having a heart attack. So you're saying you, you did not want to have to rip his shirt off in a medical emergency? No. Or any other situation. <laughs> Let okay. me clarify. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure that that was correct. Um, the decision was made to bring him down to the emergency department at that point. Is that correct? Yes. yes, we got some vital signs, we got an EKG, we got an IV, we checked his sugar, um, and then we took him to the ER. Okay. He looked up at me and asked if he was dying. Did he ask if you were an angel? No. Do you think that's why he thought he was dying? Probably. <laughs> okay. Did he ask for me at this point? No. He did not ask for his surgical son? No. Did he say, where is Jacob? No. Can Jacob come? <laughs> no. Where is my surgical son? No, that was never said. He didn't say any of that? No. Did anyone else ask, where is his surgical son? No. At this point, someone had contacted me. Mm-hmm. I think it was more so because you're in charge of this. <laughs> so surgeons. you think that I was, you think that it was more, I'm, I'm the boss up here. We need to get the boss mm-hmm. here right away. We called the first boss, and then we called you. In that order. Have you ever seen anyone in an operating room go down like a ton of bricks? In an operating room? No. Have you ever seen anyone go down like a ton of bricks? Yes. Has it been an experienced provider? No. Okay. Uh, Melissa, have you ever seen anyone faint in an operating room before? Yes. yes. So have you ever seen an attending provider pass out in an operating room before? No. Have you? Okay. Do you want to have any more comments, Brandy, about his shirt? <laughs> no, I think we've covered the Because shirt. I'm pretty, I just want to say when I was in the emergency department with him, he was like, Brandy tore my shirt off. <laughs> She's been trying to do that for a number of months. Any I, truth to this rumor? <laughs> I think that he was still kind of delirious. Ricky is the um, director of surgical services here at the hospital. At what point in the proceedings did you become involved? When was the first you had heard of this? Um, I heard when the rapid response was called overhead. Right. What did you do immediately? I ran. You ran? I ran. Like high heels? I rough. mean, I had dress flats on, um, but I ran. I ran as hard as I could. Um, I got a call on my way um, from so, Melissa and then a text telling me that it was Dr. Burton, but it still didn't register. Cause in did you think it was Dr. Burton's patient? Pa- correct. Yes, Got I did. It. So you came yes. running. I did. Thinking that you're going to be here. Are you ACLS certified? I am. Me too. And what state did you find him in? What color would you say his face was? Um, I would say his face was sort of a parchment paper white. I think we're putting that color in our living room. Oh, well, there you go. Parchment paper white. Parchment paper white. So you think parchment paper white 
Is that sort of like a grayish yes. color? Very mm-hmm. pale. Yes. And he's not normally that like no, a pale pasty white. he normally white. has great color to him. A little, even a bit, maybe like he's outside riding his horses, a little, you know, a little sun mm-hmm. um, on his cheek. So he was unconscious. Correct. What was his state of dress at that moment? Um, his shirt was cut off. Was it cut off? It appeared to be. Did it appear to have been cut with scissors? Like, was it a very, very, like, even cut? Or did it appear to maybe be tattered as if it had been torn? Um, I guess there's a possibility it was torn, but I'd like to know how. Now, if you were, say, interested in tearing Dr. Burton's shirt off, Uh let's say you were a PACU nurse who was interested in tearing Dr. Burton's shirt off, and an emergency presented itself. Correct. If... Let's say you had a pair of scissors and cut the V of the V-neck scrubs mm-hmm. and then tore it mm-hmm. uh, with a level of aggression. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would be able to tear through the... Oh, well, for sure. And you wouldn't... You you would probably be able to tell that it wasn't a scissor cut? Correct. Okay. Now, Certainly. Now, thinking back now, having that information mm-hmm. in front of you... I feel like someone probably tore the you shirt. You think it was torn? Uh-huh. Do you think it was a one-woman show or... I do. And do you have any idea of who it might have been? I'd, I'd rather not engage in that. Correct. Now, you don't think he just flexed and it ripped? Um, that's certainly a possibility because we do worry about that. We make him wear a scrub-sized shirt above what his normal shirt just size Just to fit his is, arms Just in. because he could flex and, and cause a wardrobe malfunction. So... Mm-hmm. You know, that is certainly a possibility. However, given his current state, I feel like that it was probably ripped. Um, at any time, um, did you hear him call out for anyone in particular? I did not witness that. Now, I've heard stories. Uh, and what were those stories? That he called out for his surgical son. Now, you've heard that. I've, I've heard stories. So you think that that happened. That he that called that out, but I wasn't there when that happened. But you can't say that you didn't hear I it. I cannot say I didn't hear it, but I cannot say I did hear so it. So he may have called out for his surgical son. He may son. have. This almost feels like a federal investigation. I'll just have to tell you. This is totally off the record. Oh, okay. Except for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so at this point... Um, the decision was made to transfer him to the emergency department. Correct. Correct. So we decided to do that by elevator. Correct. And who did you meet in front of the elevator? Um, his surgical son. So you're saying you met me. Correct. Who? And did I appear worried? Um, I think we were all worried. Now, at this time, he's regaining consciousness. He is. Yeah, absolutely. And was there any sarcasm at this point? Um, an extensive amount of sarcasm. Okay. Yeah. Now, have you ever seen anyone have a fainting spell in the operating room? Yes. Have you ever seen anyone pass out in an operating room? Yes. Have you ever seen anyone go down like a pile of flesh in in an operating room? Yes. Have you ever seen anyone hit the floor like a ton of bricks in an OR before? Yes. They're typically students. No. Have you ever heard of an attending surgeon hitting the floor during a case? No. Have you ever seen anyone above the rank of beginning nursing student fall to the floor during a case? I have not. Do you think that he slipped on Avogard and hit his head? I do not. Avogard is a fantastic product. Because it dries really fast. It dries really fast. Were you concerned at all that you might have to do CPR on him? Yes. And was your concern based on the fact that with his muscular chest, you might not be able to compress him? Um, I I really wasn't there in the moment, but in hindsight, I can see that as a, as an appropriate assessment. Yeah. Now, um, we were in the PACU. Any truth that, um, even though there was intubation equipment, that there may have been a line for mouth to mouth resuscitation? 
Um, I really am uncomfortable, but he's back better than ever. Yeah. Ready to go. He looked good today. Looks fantastic. His case went real well. He yeah. didn't pass out or anything. Feels yeah. great. No, Everything's um, good and safe. No concerns there. Yeah, no, he's he got right back on the horse. Mm-hmm. That was a big concern of his mm-hmm. and Linda's a psychological right. uh, well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad. What's the next thing that you remember? Uh, looking up, seeing Brandy. And what did you ask Brandy? I asked her if I was dying. Did you ask her anything if she was an angel? Well, I thought about that. I thought, well, you know, I, I thought, uh, well, and the first thing, though, too, I heard, I, I saw these people, and they were calling for the rapid response, and the rapid response team was there, and I, I looked I looked around, I said, well, wait a minute, that's me. <laughs> so you feel pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I felt, yeah, I said, you know, so all these people were, and they were ripping my shirt off or cutting it off or something. So you think your shirt was ripped off? I think it looked like to me it was ripped off. Now, who who do you think did the I ripping? I think Brandy did. And do you think she had this planned? <laughs> Because my understanding is that she had a pair of scissors. Oh. But she chose to rip your shirt off. <laughs> now I'm I'm no I'm no armchair psychologist. But that seems interesting. Yeah, well I I, I was it didn't matter to me, you know, what they were doing because, you know, I was pretty weak. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, mean, I wasn't scared. I'm a Christian, and I'm not afraid to die. So I wa- really wasn't scared at all, seriously. Yeah. Um, That's the endorphins or something yeah, that, well, like, pump through you right before you die. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> what it is. Well, anyway, I wasn't afraid to die. And so, and, you know, I looked up at Brandy, and I thought, well, you know, you, um, could be dead and in heaven that maybe she's an angel or something. But, um, uh but I, I wouldn't have any chest pain or shortness of breath. I was sweating and felt real weak. Then I got nauseated. Oh. Then when I got nauseated, I thought I was probably having a cardiac event. Hmm. Do you think it might have been your gallbladder? <laughs> because at this point, in this point in the proceedings, a phone call was placed to me uh-huh. where I, I was called by um, actually two employees. And the... Uh, there was obvious concern in their voices for you, um, and they said, he needs you right now. <laughs> so I presume this was about the time you were coming to and asking for your surgical well, son. Surgical son. Do you think that happened? That... <laughs> At this point, they have you stabilized, and they have contacted the emergency department, mm-hmm. and they put you on a stretcher mm-hmm. and um, have cut your shirt off or torn your shirt off. Yes. Ripped it out, ripped, ripped and your I had shirt. all these leads on me from my EKG. Right. Now, they have trouble because you're so muscular getting the leads? Well, I have a little bit of hair. I have a hairy chest. Oh. And I, I was sweating, and they had a hard time, so they were kind of holding them on there. So they're, put, so they're they're holding onto your chest pretty <laughs> pretty, pretty heavily, a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, I don't know. Now, were you having any chest pain at no, the time? No, no, You no. just were lightheaded no. and nauseated. The only thing that happened is somebody put a mask on my face and put it on so tight they were smothering me with the mask. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that very long. Okay. But, no, they. that was really, I mean, they were really moving fast. Right. And so they 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 took the bed or the stretcher or whatever I was, I guess I was on a PACU bed because and, apparently they brought me out of the OR in a wheelchair. Yeah, did you hear that Mary uh, Webb? tried to put you on an anesthesia chair because uh-huh. it had wheels and that's just as good as a wheelchair. Yeah. That's what I heard. But it didn't, but that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't, no, it that, didn't work. They had already got you so to the wheelchair. So uh, Marcia, I think, uh, drove me in or with a wheelchair. Yeah. 
Marcin, somebody held my legs or something. Yeah. And they said I said a couple of things, but I don't remember that. Okay. You know, the thing about it, when you're unconscious, you really don't know. Somebody, I've, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> Someone's yeah. told me that before. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. And now, so. now um, so at this point, you're wheeled out of the PACU and to the elevator, where you meet whom? Well, uh, well, who, well, Brandy was in there. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think. Were you in there? I mean, that's yeah. what I'm kind of going for. Yeah, you So you went down to the emergency department, and they checked you out, mm-hmm. and they sent you for some labs, and those were all okay. Yeah, the labs were good. Well, they now, but they, they sent me over for a... Uh, CT of the head. Now that showed age-related atrophy. <laughs> it showed a blank space. There's a big vacuous, a, just a, yeah, empty just space. A empty space with no bleed, no tumor. Nothing. So no strokes, nothing. No out stroke, of nothing like that. Chest X-ray. Well, I tell you what, that was funny. I'm a chest X-ray. They had to take it three times because my lungs are so big. Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't have emphysema. I don't smoke. You just have big lungs just have, from all the running. Just all the running, I guess. All that oxygen. Yeah. yeah. You sure it's not from talking so much? Probably talking. <laughs> yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It's probably that. But anyway, so and it was clear. My labs were clear, except my white count was seventeen thousand. Well, you've been on steroids. But I've been on a medrol dose. Pack. And they think that the medrol dose pack uh, was the. Well, I think it died because two Wednesday night and Thursday night I got up and peed a lot. But that's not unusual because no, you're well, yeah, fairly that old. Was not, yeah, I am old, but but I don't usually pee that much. Got it. So and you die so your east. I think, and I take my my blood pressure pill, and I just think that I was really dry, just a little dehydrated. Yeah, did a little, a lot, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But psychologically, I I was worried. You know, when am I going to be able to go back into the OR? Yeah. You know. But you went today. Yeah. Well, I was going to take the I was going to take the the whole week off, and my wife said, nope, you're going back to OR Monday. Now, now your wife was there. Yeah. She got a phone call from Ricky. Yeah. Who uh, told her there was an episode. Mm-hmm. Did she Did she maybe have an incident with the urinal jug? Well, uh, yeah, this is funny, I think. When I got nauseated up in the, in the PACU, there was somebody handed me one of those uh, barf bags. The blue emesis bags. Yeah, that actually looks like a big condom is what it looks like. <laughs> It does. You know, it does. And so it's laying there in the bed, and I said, and I got about to pee. Well, uh, Linda looks around, and, of course, you know, she's used to these plastic pee jugs. And she said, oh, well, here. And she, I said, Linda, that's that's not the urinal. She said, well, I, I thought maybe they changed it. I said, no, that's the barf bag. So she handed you the barf bag, yeah. thinking that yeah. you should, you should I, pee into I, it. Of course, and I, I made a comment. I said, well. That's too little for. <laughs> now this is a thing the size of your arm. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing they didn't. And so it's a good thing she, they only removed your she shirt. Just then, kinda rolled her, she just kind of rolled her. She just kind of rolled her eyes because she knew better than that. But now, um, did you get a chance to look in a mirror? No. Oh, so you don't know what color your face was. Well, I heard I was pretty pretty pale. Okay. Um, now, have you ever seen anyone pass out in an operating room? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen anyone go down like a ton of bricks in an operating room? No, before? I don't know that I've ever seen anybody just go unresponsive okay. you know i'm saying sit down and get better i don't know if i've ever seen anybody do like i did have, have you ever seen anybody hit the floor like a big slab of meat <laughs> i don't think so have you ever seen anyone go out like a light <laughs> no, i don't think so now uh, of the people who you've seen 
with a of the people that you have seen with yeah. a change in level of consciousness. Uh, what what was the usual uh, occupation of those people? Would you say it was a student, a most, nurse, most a doctor? Most of the time they were students. Now, have you ever seen an attending? <laughs> No, I don't have, think so. have you ever seen a forty-year veteran of the OR <laughs> no, no, have this situation? No. <laughs> you sound like an attorney. <laughs> am I getting trouble here? <laughs> Is the hospital going to fire me over have, this? Have you ever seen an old person pass out? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Well, yeah. When they've had strokes and stuff. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I didn't have a stroke. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I don't, how, how could you tell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was moving everything. Okay. And uh, at, at any point in this um, situation, did you uh, out loud call out for your surgical son? <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably did. Probably hundreds, I mean, multiple times. Multiple times. Uh, yeah. My, and my wife was probably jealous because of, I needed my surgical son down there. Right. want to say a special thank you today to all the people who participated in the podcast. I'd also like to say thank you to all of the hospital personnel who provided Dr. Burton with excellent care in his time of need. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher and iTunes, as well as the Podbean app, and to leave your listener comments on the Instagram feed. I had a great time telling this story to you today, and I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it. There'll be more content coming your way pretty soon. Thanks a lot.